Welcome to a Meaningful Marketplace. I'm Sarah Massoni from Oregon State University's Food Innovation Center, where I've helped countless dreamers launch their new food products. It's the science of taking a food delight from the kitchen to mass manufacturing and still keeping its great taste. That's what I do. I've been called the woman with the million dollar palate, although I haven't tried to cash that check yet. Listen in weekly for real life stories. I'm Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce and author of Preservation Pantry, modern canning from root to top and stem to core. I love inspiring business owners to get started on their journeys, encouraging folks to be part of their local community, and I'm excited to help business owners tell their stories. Join us as we explore the journeys of women entrepreneurs in the food and beverage industry. Hello and welcome to Masonian Marshall, the Meaningful Marketplace. Thanks for joining us as we hear the stories of female food entrepreneurs. We think it's important for us to be here with stories of hope and inspiration for all of our food friends out there. This is Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce. And Sarah Masoni of Oregon State University's Food Innovation Center. Hi, Sarah. Hi, it's so nice to see you. <laughs> it's so good to see you too. I um, was telling you that I just got done like literally seconds ago with my very first uh, virtual farmer's market conference. That's great. And, and it, I asked you if you got a standing ovation and you said yes. <laughs> I got a standing ovation, but with everybody sitting because <laughs> it was the first time I've ever presented in front of anyone sitting down and it felt so weird. And I yeah, had a hard weird. time like getting hyped because it's like, you know, you're used to being on stage and there's all these people and you have a microphone and you're like, yes, this is mm -hmm. awesome. And I just like came and sat down with my coffee and I'm like, oh good. I just am looking at my face. Yeah, <laughs> like, just, It was so weird. And but, sometimes you can't even see the people in the crowd. You just sort of see a number of like, there's 500 people watching yes, you today. That's yeah. exactly how this was. I know yeah. you had done them before, but this yeah, was my very, my very first. And so it was fun. I, I think the women who organized it, it was the, um, the intense farmer's market pros conference in California. They did such a good job and it was so wonderful. And everyone can listen to their podcast too. And they are going to send a bunch of people from the San Diego markets to our podcast. So it was really That's fun. Cool. Something, was, yeah. something cool to talk about. I was um, a guest at a startup group down in Sacramento where they have food entrepreneurs in Sacramento trying to start food businesses. It was really cool this last week. Yeah, it was really fun. They they wanted to know about you a lot. And they were like, what's it like to be with Sarah Just Masoni? don't give them my cell phone number. <laughs> no. I'm like, I can't give you her information, but I can tell you how awesome she is. <laughs> oh, I'm just an average gal. Just well, it was really fun. And I wish that you could be there. I was telling them that next year they should have us both come but go to San Diego. Idea. Oh, yeah. I'd love to do that. Yeah. that would be I thought great. I thought that would be fun. They were very interested in us working together and doing the podcast and how it ended up. But I, you know, just told them it's all you. <laughs> it's all Sarah Masoni and her greatness. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> Well, enough about us. Let's talk yeah. about our guests. So we have two wonderful best friends as guests today. I would like to introduce Tiffany Miller and Carney Wilson. They are the co-owners of Love Bites by Carney. They make bite-sized treats in small packages. Welcome, Hello. ladies. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's so good to have you both on the show today. Super cool. Great to be here. 
great to be here. Now that you're on our show, does that mean we're part of part of the bite mob? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> gotta get you a bandana. We gotta get you a bandana. You can Absolutely. Wear those. Yeah, yeah. So cute. I would like that. Me too, for sure. We want to help tell your story about your business and help connect you to other makers and customers. Can you give people your social media handles and website and places to find you? Dear, off I go. Uh, so <laughs> Love Bites, so it's lovebitesbycarney.com. And then I believe our Facebook and Instagram are Love Bites by Carney as well. The only difference is their Twitter handle is Love Bites Carney, and they left the BY out because of the length. Uh, so, that's, that's how you that's how you find us. Well that's done. <laughs> I forgot about, I forgot about the, the the Twitter that it's different. Yeah. Yeah I sometimes hate, those I names. hate Twitter. <laughs> I don't use Twitter much. I don't like it, but you know a lot of people do any so. of it all. Ugh. You well, Carney uses Instagram a lot because I'll go on and watch you do your live stuff and comment on things you say, but you probably don't know it's me. Oh, I don't. You have to give me like we have to have like a code. Yeah, you have to have some kind of code now because I okay onion soup or something like that. There you go, Sarah. Onion soup. Onion soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm usually like doing. I'm wrapped up in you know stirring or you know adding flavors and I'm, it's hard to look around and see the comments. It's so funny. Cause one time yesterday I was doing a, a like a live cooking thing. And this person goes, I said, Oh, hold on. I'm going to scroll. And I'm, I'm going to look at some of the comments. And someone goes, why do you look at the comments? And I'm like, why do I look at the comments? Cause maybe there's someone asking me a question. Maybe, you know, someone has a comment. I want to respond or it was a really lame question. I almost said like, why are you here? I, I, but I didn't want to be mean or anything, you know? I think it's okay to tell the hecklers to just go do something else. <laughs> Thank God I don't get many. I don't get many. I have such a wonderful, loving group of people that have a lot of fun with me. That's so good. Uh, your story. It's fun to watch you cook in your kitchen and share your recipes. I think that's super generous of you to do that. There's so many people who don't know how to cook. Yeah. I love it. Story. Uh, you know, I recently just started doing it more. It's really, it's really a really fun, it's a great outlet for me. I mean, and both Tiffany and I love, love to cook and, you know, that's a fact, but just like for She's me to be baker, able to, though. She's the baker by far. Well, just, I mean, look, it, it, the, the Instagram thing for me is just a way where I can be myself and not be edited. And if you like it, you stay and we have fun and that's, and it's really has, the, that freedom has been great. Yeah. So we Sarah, know that you ladies have been friends for a really long time. Um, I saw on your Instagram that it looks like for 40 years. Is that true? More. More uh, than uh, that? Oh, yeah, more. 40, 45 this year. Whoa. 45, yeah. We've been, we've been best friends for 45 years. Yeah. That's amazing. That's a long time. And. Yeah. We want to know how that fits into your business. What made you start a business together? And what's it like to run a business as best friends? Karn? Oh, Go God. Right. Well, <laughs> it's just, it's like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm still learning about business, you know? And I think that's where we, first of all, our love and our trust for each other. That's number one. You know yeah. what I mean? Like to work with someone, you have to trust them. 
and know that, you know, we each have strengths and I'm not going to say weaknesses. I'm just going to say we're still learning, but it's more about supporting each other. Not, we're not always on the same, you know, wavelength every day. And it could be a myriad of things. You know, the dog could have just pissed on the couch and my kids are screaming. They need help with homework and I'm going to, and I'm, I'm feeling impatient or, you know, or there's a deadline or we're, we're trying to figure out why the, you know, why the sticker was so expensive or, you know, for the package we're doing for our new cookies. It, but we, 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 even if we get like huffy or, or, you know, our blood pressure goes up, we come back to this place of this beautiful um, understanding and comforting each other. That is a really glorious thing to have. And so um, when I, when I, I started baking a long time ago and, and making desserts a long time ago, small bite-sized desserts. And I, I just visualized a lot of people eating them and I didn't know how, how to make it happen. And I just remembered I had this little opportunity to, to like put the desserts in a, um, in a restaurant out here in LA, but they weren't bite-sized. But anyway, I called Tiff and I said, help me, can you help me with this contract? Cause they want to, they want to like have an exclusivity and they want to do this. And she goes, yeah, I'll take a look at it. Cause I trust that, that she, she knows what she's doing because she's had many businesses. And so it was like, right then I'm like, let's form a company together. Let's be partners. And it was like instant. And that was, was that 2013? Yeah. Yes. That was 2013. Yes. That was the very, very beginning. Yeah, it was the very beginning. Yeah. And then, and then I actually went on the road with you guys for a year. And it was on the backside of that year that we started really talking about love bites definitively. And, yeah, and we also, like, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 you're fine. You're okay. But, we that, had but a, that's really how it started. Go. God damn it. Zoom. Come on, Zoom. I know. Go ahead. Finish it. Finish off. I was just I was just saying that that it, you know, then it became um we just had all of these opportunities that just came at us just crazy. It was crazy. And we had to kind of sift through them and come up with some kind of idea of what we really wanted to do. And that's I think where our friendship really helped us because there was a million ways that we could go, you know, and we knew that, but we also knew that if we didn't focus and we didn't have a plan and a purpose that we would get lost. And, and so that's how this whole thing kind of started. I love that. I love that you can look at each other's strengths and what you have to provide and realize it and then be like, we're going to do this thing together. And then you, you did it and you have this business. So it starts out with just a conversation on the road. And then now you have this actual physical business, which that I think sometimes is the hardest part for entrepreneurs is that they get in their own way a little bit. So they have this really good idea or they have something they want to share and those obstacles just keep them from doing it. Did you write it on a napkin? That's what I want to know. Uh, no, it was actually a yellow piece of paper. It was one of these little yellow uh, memo pads. Like that. Oh, no, no, not a little not a post-it. It was just like a yellow, a little yellow mini oh, you know, notebook yeah, notebook thing that yeah. I was writing some ideas down. But, um, you know, I, no, I forgot what I was going to say. You sparked something really cool. I'll think of it later. Well, oh, now oh, oh, wait, I was going to <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. Okay. Um, I, I was going to say that being, not living in the same city is very challenging and has been very challenging for us. But 
were used to it because years and years ago, she moved to the Northwest and I was devastated. And I felt like a piece of me was, you know, and, and it was, it was like, it wasn't the same after that. And there were, there were a couple periods of time where we didn't see each other for like two years. Mm-hmm. And it was really like, Ooh. it was really painful. Like we, we couldn't really talk about it, but I was traveling and she was busy and it just was hard, but you know, never losing the closeness, but to be able to do this while we're not in the same city has been horrific. And also I'm just going to say there's silver linings in there somewhere that there's a reason, you know, that it works and is working and it's just how we decided to do it. You know, I try, I tried to get my family to move to Portland, but my husband is, she, he just, he doesn't want to, he's from Philly. He barely got used to California and I'm like, come on now, let's go up North. He's like, no. So who knows what it is. Well, it's nice being in the sunny part of the U.S., in my opinion. So it is, yeah. it is. But there's something that I just every time I go to Portland and and head over to Love Bites, my whole like chemistry in my body changes. You know, I just relax, and I, I don't know. There's something about the just the mellowness of it, and the people, and the food, and the the trees. It's just a special place. It really is. And your friend is here. So it feels like, you know, instead of having these conversations on the phone, you're with her in person. So I'm sure it's really wonderful to be here. Oh, well, yeah. I, want, I want to talk about where your manufacturing facility is and um, and how you ended up being there, because I did know, Carney, that you didn't live here. But Tiffany, it must be you that lives here, is it? You, I do live here. And I, I think that we had the idea that if you know, if we're going to have a facility, what would be the logic around that? And the logic of having it in California, as we started talking it through and the kind of logistics of it all, that didn't make a lot of sense. And so I thought, well, okay, we're here. So let's, let's do it here. And we have a 15,000 square foot facility out in Sherwood. So, uh, and it's our, it's our kind of our corporate office space. We had a cafe that we may or may not reopen. Um, COVID is, nailed us pretty hard, um, but that's okay. Our facility, uh, uh, our manufacturing facility is still there and um, we're making cookies and lots of them. That's great. Uh, we, uh, we sometimes like to talk about COVID um, pivots and transitions. Do you guys want to talk mm-hmm. about that a little bit? Sure. Sure. Because I'm guessing you had so, some. <laughs> ever, been on a ro- ever been on a roller coaster? <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm still on it. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know that we've gotten off of it yet. Well, we we uh, I, I think the cornerstone of Love Bites has been you know Carney's ability to create these flavors, and the flavors manifest themselves in cheesecakes, cake products, pound cakes, and crumb cakes, and we had all these things going on, and it was it's a beautiful thing. Well, when COVID hit, we had been doing a project for a uh, a blowout uh, salon, a national blow dry salon. Uh, we had done a project for them where we single wrapped their cookies, miniature bite sized cookies for them, and it was part of a marketing structure that we were gonna we were doing with them. And then obviously things happened. Well, so we had that mechanism in place where we were individually wrapping bite sized cookies. Well, when COVID hit and we had to come back and figure out what we were going to do. The best thing that we could figure out was is to simplify what we were doing and, and even drill down further on our focus. And that came in a bunch of different ways. And so the cookies became 
oh, okay, wait a minute here. We can do, we can create these beautiful flavor-filled, gorgeous bite-sized cookies, individually wrap them, which is very COVID friendly, and really take the cheesecakes and the cake products off of our table for a minute. And when we go back to grocery, because we were poised to launch National Grocery before COVID hit, we can outsource those and go to a co-packer and have them do it for us. Because from a labor perspective, we were going to have to build out our, our facility a lot more than it is now in yeah. order to accommodate and make the cheesecakes, make those products become a profitable thing for us. And now we're just going to have to outsource them, which we're fine with. So we're a cookie factory right now. Right. Well, I feel like um, I know those kinds of decisions are really hard to make. And especially in the moment, you know, we've had to do all of us as, you know, food business owners have had to make these kind of really tough decisions. But it does sound like you came up with a really great one that utilized your warehouse, utilized equipment that you had. And it is so COVID friendly. I was wondering if you did prepackaged stuff um, beforehand or if it was just something that you decided to do because of COVID, but it sounds like you're already kind of doing it. We were, again, we were doing it for, and the reason why we were doing it was because this particular company was, it was kind of their shtick where they were putting out cookies on their counter, but they were going stale and they were getting product on them. And so we came up with the solution to wrap them individually for them. Yeah. Well, the owner asked me, because I brought a bunch of cookies to a, a breakfast one day, you know, we had worked together actually. And then she's like, can you put them in little individual wrappers? And I, and I, I didn't even know if we could, but I said, yes, anyway. <laughs> and I said, of course we can. Uh, you know, I'm just going to triple check that one last little partner, my, my partner. And, uh, and I'm like, Tiff, can we, can we individually wrap them? She's like, well, we are now. So, you know, we bought a full wrapper and flows your aunt. You well, and I think, and I think that, I think that. <laughs> Right. Uh, Well, and you know what the other challenge about actually the individual wrapping of it too, I think we were coming from another place too of a lot of what we wanted to do was do that, but do it in a sustainable way. And it's really difficult to individually wrap with the idea of you know, the keeping the freshness, keeping the freshness of the cookie, keeping that all of that and keeping the cookie safe, but also having to deal with all this plastic, which right. I am, I am, anybody out there that wants to come up with a compostable flow wrap, call me. Right. That's what Tiff has been saying. We got to come up with a, got to come up with a compostable flow wrap that is, that has the ability to at least hold some shelf life. That's the problem with compost. I mean, the compostability of the flow wrap is because of what it is and by virtue of what it is, which is amazing, it's just that right. you lose the shelf life. So it's this battle we have all the time. We're also really, really like adamant about like, you know, the amount of, I don't know what you would call it. You could say preservative, but it's, you know, we take the oxygen out, we put the nitrogen, whatever it is. She knows more than I do, but it's, it's important for us to stay. Like we want, we have really good quality in there. This is good quality stuff. It means a lot to us. We're not putting crap in our stuff and you can taste it. You know, you know, there's not an artificial nothing in there. It tastes so good, truly. And, and I, and I am, I like to support other businesses and once in a while I'll buy like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I'll go to the market. I'll buy the little shortbread cookies that are there. And yes, they're all like good, but there's something about the flavor in our cookies that each one is so distinctive and 
celebrates the 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 actual flavor that it's called. You know, it's lemon. You know, you know, it's um, uh, maple you know, butter. Maple butter. I mean, you can. It's just they're they're really flavorful. I think people just they want a little flavor. They want a little bite of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's tasty. Sarah Masoni, I feel like you know enough people in from OSU or you know in the food scientist world that well, can get do. working on that project for compostable. Well, we, <laughs> we have a PhD, a, a woman named Dr. Uh, Yanyun Zhao. She's in the food science department and she and her graduate students are working on different types of film made from pumice. And pumice is the byproduct, for instance, of making wine or pressing apples or making carrot juice. And so they are working on that. Wow. That's really cool. Awesome. Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if you could eat the wrapper too? Yeah. Love right, that. like like those Japanese whatever I used those to eat. Ra- yeah, rice like ginger ones. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I and then yeah. maybe just the big bag could be the barrier, but the small bags wouldn't need that barrier because people take it out. Right. Need it for a couple hours in their lunch or something. I used to totally trip out and like put it on my tongue and be like, <laughs> like, like really trip out on how it would melt like is this for real oh yeah it really does dissolve on your tongue yes Whoa. you know yeah. right <laughs> i like that idea ladies we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we want to talk about your wonderful flavors in detail mm. oregon state university's college of agricultural sciences and the food innovation center are proud sponsors of meaningful marketplace With a mission to serve all Oregonians, we are committed to giving voice to those whose food and agricultural stories are not always heard. By providing access and opportunity for a more diverse and just food system, because food brings people together. Okay, we're back from break. Carney, tell us, how do you come up with all these delicious flavors that you have in your cookies? Oh my God, it's so weird. I don't even know. I mean, it's funny because... one of our, our dear friends, Marcus, he, he would say, can we, can we just be a cookie company? You know, was, we we're always trying to solve these problems with this batter and filling the brownie and this and that, you know, all these different things. And I, and I was always like, but I gotta have the cream filling, you know? And, um, and it just, it always depends on really the product because I've had to really, really step back and it's kind of sad. I have limitations. If it was all up to me, I, we, it would be like, you know, $50 million of equipment, you know, because we got to have the special injector for, you know, but it's like, I, I feel like I, I do spinoffs of, of each. I have my favorites. So in other words, if I had cake products that had, you know, lemon is one of my favorite flavors and I love cinnamon and I love chocolate. So I got to do a cheesecake, you know, and the brownie, and I got to have a cookie that's in that family. So I also, depending on if it's gluten-free, which we're going to be introducing soon, when I've had all this, all these years of testing and testing, I like to see which flavors work better with different products. Um, so if, if I'm, if I'm doing a gluten-free, I find that using uh, peanuts and peanut butter is amazing because really your palate is so focused and the peanut butter, peanuts is flavor so strong that you're like, it's peanut butter. And you don't, it's almost like when Tiffany said to me, you got to get on the gluten-free wagon. 
And I said, I don't want to because it's dry and you know the flavor. And, and I and I found that I was very wrong. I was wrong. I was really wrong. So I'm grateful that she she pressed me to do that. But I have to admit, I do gravitate towards chocolate, cinnamon, and peanut butter in that particular uh, area in gluten-free. But to make a long answer longer, um, I don't know. I, I just, it depends on what I'm in the mood for. I, I can actually dream about, uh, you know, banana or blueberry. I, I've had dreams where that's I, happened. yeah, dreaming of flavors. Oh yeah, that's happened. She's woken up and be like, hey, call me. And I'll be like, what? What are we doing now? Okay, all right. Yeah, I had a dream that there was a, a little marriage between a banana and a jar of Skippy. Right. It was. Very, it's very, very strange. And and, but um, you know, I I tend to make to come up with flavors and flavor combos that I love, that I that I am that I absolutely adore. So you know, I'm a huge peanut butter lover, but nuts. Like again, here's another you know uh, obstacle. Here we go. Another obstacle. You know, it's the allergy. It's a huge thing. So I don't have all that freedom yet. But you know, we also we also do a lot of research and 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 R and D. You know, we we really really. We don't like to leave these stones unturned. We we see what are people eating? What's what's trendy right now? What do people want? What do people crave? We we listen to what feedback, what they say. Sometimes you know, buyers will tell you too. They'll be like, "Hey, if you guys can, you know." I mean, that's right. our big private label project that we did last year or two years ago. Excuse me. That's right. We did a private label project, and they asked me to create cheesecakes, you know, for them. And I, she said, "Can you make a a maple caramel?" I said, "Of course." Can you make a gingerbread? I said, of course. And I was so excited because I wanted to make, you know, so that gets, I mean, flavor, don't even get me started. I mean, you should see my pantry. It is so wonderful with, with extracts and different flowers and, you know, all the chocolate. I love to get imported chocolates. And why is one chocolate, you know, even just all of it. It's so fun to me. And, um, you know, it's like, can we get the non-GMO version? Can we get the organic version? There's all these hoops to jump through, but somehow we always wind up with the more simple, the better. Oh, and yeah. that is what I think people want is just simple. What it, what, cause I can, I can muddy things up real quick. And so when I like, in particular, I think of this new cookie that's going to come out soon. It's going to be one of our, what are, what are we calling it? Exclusive ones to, you know, the, uh, oh, the, the signature something or other, I don't know what we're going to call it, but it'll be something to that effect. Yeah. So it's like we're, I was working on this, uh, this, this chai tea ginger with white chocolate chips. And if you could just kind of wrap that around your head, <laughs> chai tea with a little ginger, and then there's white chocolate chips in a cookie. And it's, and I remember the size of a half dollar. Right, right. When, you make, when you make the AOK sign with your hand, that's how big the cookie is. So right. you picture packing that flavor in that little thing. But um, there's a there's a, a lavender honey cookie that is coming out soon, and this year it will be. Yes. And it's so it is such a beautiful flavor that combo. And I'll tell you how I was inspired. I was at the airport and I saw lavender syrup at. Um, at made an organ store. I saw lavender syrup and I went, I'm taking this, you know, cause if I find Mary and Berry jam and I find all these great things, I take it home and I go, all right, I'm a scientist. Let's get to work. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's see what, you know, do I want to put white chocolate in this or, you know, do I add sea salt? So 
It's just so, and I know this was a very long answer, but it really is important because we never want it to be ordinary. However, some people just want a delicious, you know, a delicious brownie that's just chocolate. But of course, I always have to add like a little espresso, a little cinnamon, you know, and they go, what is that? I'm like, aha, you know, I know you like a plain brownie, but yeah, that's why it's special because it's Mm -hmm. just a little bit of this or that. And how do you... How do you take all that creativity and get it into manufacturing? That's what I want to know. That's where Tiff comes in, where she goes, okay, bestie, <laughs> let's talk about this. Would you accept? And I'm like, okay, here we go. Dot, dot, <laughs> it, dot, it, no. it, usually, it usually comes from, and, and it's taken a minute because I, the last thing in the world I wanted to do was say to Carney, look, I'm going to have to really end because we're going to have to go here. Meaning you can't go, you know, there's there's just a million ingredients out there and we're only going to be able to source so much and, you know, so many different ways at so many different prices. Blah, blah, blah. So I think that's really been it is that it's, it's been trying to give Carney the, the widest birth, you know, but giving her some, some parameters to stay within. And that's really what, what's helped is, is giving her kind of the lanes to stay um, and, and the lanes have been, have been broadened because we, we just won't compromise quality and we won't compromise ingredients. It just, we just won't. And so if it takes us a while to find exactly what we need in order to make that true, that's what it takes. We, we had a big thing with non-GMO, you know, we were going to do the grocery and, and our friend, um, he says, you know, you, you, you need to be non-GMO. You need that butterfly. You need the butterfly stamp. Not only is it expensive, it's incredibly challenging. What a, oh, that's a, that was just really hard. All the recipes have had so many changes over the years. And, you know, I mean, we've, we've, we barely launched. I mean, we're just getting started here. So just getting, I mean, literally we just, we we're just dipping our toe out and COVID came and that's where, Oh, <laughs> Very hard. But, you know, I also think things happen for a reason. And I just believe it's really important for people that have these visions and, you know, that you've got to know there's going to be ups and downs. You just have to know that and that things happen for a reason. I mean, I think it made you focus and become stronger from what I can tell. You're you're correct. Oh, yeah. Absolutely true. And I think you can always go, you can always do other things down the road. I think for all of us makers right now, it's just about hanging on and keeping our business and keeping it going. And it doesn't mean that we can't do everything we want to do, you know, later. And I don't know when that later is right now, but I know that we had to really simplify things too. And, you know, because for us, you know, you part of your business was going to be the cafe. And, you know, for us, our business was the farmer's market and in-person events. And then those all went away. So we just had to figure out what to do to keep going for now. And I think that um, you ladies found a way to do it. And I think that's really special and important. And it shows a lot about just being able to work together to come up with something. Cause I've seen other people and Sarah and I have both seen this where it just has destroyed it, you know, instead and destroyed, destroyed this beautiful thing that these people have built, but it's just, um, you know, sometimes you just heart. can't find a way. Yeah. You gotta yeah. be a warrior. Yeah. You do. Yeah. I think you really do. I think there's, and there's a lot of us warriors out there that are still, mm-hmm. still doing it. And so I just feel really proud of all of us that we ha- are able to do yeah. it. And 
Me too. And, you know, Tiff and I, I mean, we, we are warriors our, our entire lives. We've really, we've overcome a lot of, a lot of hard, the hard things. And um, that's one of the reasons why I think we understand each other so much mm-hmm. that it's not just about making money. It's, oh, it's about, it's about creating, creating, being creative together and having this like vision and like ultimately making people happy Yeah, and being an inspiration that you see something, you want something, you put a plan together, you, you go get it. And God willing, it sticks. Some things will, some things won't. But I can't tell you how, how many creative meetings, phone calls that Tiff and I have had in the past uh, seven years. It, it would blow your mind. We have spent thousands of hours on the phone talking things through our our dreams, our visions, and from everything, from the way we would dot an I on a piece of paper to, you know, the last, you know, corner of the color of the, it just is, it's, it's remarkable. And that communication is really important to me. You know, it's neat. And I, and I also think that there's a, you know, there's that, that kind of the fundamental trust for sure. But I think that there's the idea that, you know, Carney has children I have grown children and grandchildren. And I I think that for us both, we've had our own um, kind of separate successes in our lives doing different things and and not, and then failures in our lives as well. And then being able to kind of come together uh, and create something as a legacy for our kids, you know, is pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's super cool. I saw Carney on your website that your daughters do a lot of taste testing of the things that you make too. Oh God, they're so tired of it. I mean, they are. <laughs> they aren't. <It's> just... <laughs> Who eats but all that stuff? The minute she oh, says Lola, you can hear Lola in the background going, "Mom." Yeah, <laughs> she knows. No, I, I am. I am the most obnoxious you have ever. Lucy will be literally up at 7.45 or 7.30 to go to school. And I'll be like, oh, just take, open your mouth. Just taste this. And I'm coming in. She's not even awake yet. She's not even awake. Her hair is like matted to her face. And she's like, what? And I'm like, I'm shoving a cookie in her mouth. because They tasted every single solitary version. I mean, it's, it's, it's got to be at least 100 desserts or more. Oh, more. Different, more. Way more. It has to be more. I, I'm totally underestimating it. And it's just like they, it's just funny because they've got their favorites. But the one product that I'm just one day, one day we will get out there is the crumb cake, is the crumb cake and the bread pudding and the bread pudding. I know. There's lots. I mean, that, and that's the thing. Carney has an arsenal. It's not like she's got a few recipes and her, you know, oh, yeah, it's so cute. No, no. She's got an arsenal of flavor profiles and products that a lot of them, Quite frankly, we've already developed because we've been doing this a while. Right. When, when we're ready to go, it's there. Yeah. The crumb cakes are just, uh, they're just, they're, they're everybody's favorite. They're everybody's favorite. And I hate talking about something that's not available because like, whoa, when can I get it? When can I get it? You know, it's like this tease, but, but it, it, it'll, it'll come. Lately, I've been baking bread. I, I go, hey, Tiff. Yeah. Go, the Great what? British Bake Off. I have oh. Oh, I love I that. I got those oh. books for Christmas too. I don't know if you got it for Christmas, but that's when I got the same baking yep. stuff. Yeah. I, I I started baking bread. And Tiffany literally the other day, she goes, you're baking another loaf of bread? 
God, you know, I'm just I'm loading at the Bonfilio residence. (laughs) (laughs) You walk in the kitchen, it smells like yeast. It smells I love it. I love it. I am I love getting that roll doing that uh kneading is I never thought I would say that. I love it. So who knows? I'm thinking about frozen dinner rolls or something. I don't know, baby little, you know, soda breads or we'll see what happens. That sounds great. Yeah. If you had to choose a cookie flavor that you're doing right now that tells your story best, what would it be? What, what, what do you think, Tiff? I would say lemons make lemonade. Mm. But I'm just watching from oh, the outside. You're, yeah, I mean, lemon, that's, I lemon, think yeah. lemon, I would say, is, our, is probably our most popular by, by a long shot. That and maple butter, both. Yeah, the maple. Um, yeah, I would say that's true, Sarah. I would say making them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, the chocolate chip's really, really nice too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I love them all. They're like ch- little children. You know, <laughs> you can't pick a favorite. No way. They're all special. They're all special. But that's what's fun about it. You know, it's kind of like getting a, a chocolate box. You know, a box of chocolates. A little bit of this, a little of that. It's just, yeah. I don't know. There's something, cause you know, some days I'm like in the mood. I want, I want cinnamon, you know, I love cinnamon, but it's some days I feel like it's overpowering. You know what I mean? But the snickerdoodle yum. I, lo- I love that one too. I know there's good ones. Yeah. And I wanted you to um, maybe tell our listeners about your subscription service that you do. Cause a lot of makers look into that and they're not sure if they should do it. And I just, um, I saw that you guys did that. So could you tell people about the subscription service? I can, uh, it, we just, we just started it and it's, it's taking on a kind of a life of its own. Um, we also have our own coffee, love beans by Carney, which is custom roasted by upper left roasters in Portland. Um, Yay, so, we love them. Love oh them. God, I love them oh. so much. Love them so mm-hmm. much. They're amazing. They're awesome. Um, they're awesome. And so we've got our coffee as well. So um how and, we and candles. And candles. We have and caramel. You have and caramel. caramel and, and hand sanitizer. So you know. and, so, and that's really, I know, and, and it seems random, but when we first started this, you guys, it was, it was about creating a lifestyle brand around Carney because it just, that's what we were, we were headed, right? So we were doing this bite-sized desserts and coffee and candles and this home thing. And we didn't, we kind of put the home stuff to to the side because grocery was coming, then COVID hit. So it came all back full, full circle. So that's right. how that saying that subscription service. Um, it's, it's just, just started right out of the gate and we're probably going to get more into it as time goes on, but it is, it's challenging. The subscription service is challenging because I think it's just the dynamic of where we are right now, as far as people that have disposable income. I mean, quite frankly, that's where we're sitting guys. I mean, we're, we're in a place where we're, we're, we're asking people um, to spend their discretionary spending on us. And so in order to, to make that happen, um, sometimes, I don't know, it's challenging. It's really, really challenging. And so the subscription service is a way for people to kind of dip their toe in. Um, and, and it's three bags of eight ounce bags of cookies, 
uh, and you can add your coffee there. So you can do, you know, three bags of cookies plus coffee. You can do a, I believe a three month, a six month. I think that's how we structured it or at six and 12. I can't remember what we landed on, but that's how, that's how we did it. Um, and we'll see. I mean, we just launched it and it really, you know, we're, we're kind of, as I said, we're really taking baby steps and creeping right out of this because that takes marketing dollars, which, you know, cash flows tight. So in order for us to make that subscription service go, people have to know about it and people knowing about it costs money. So that's where we are. I mean, that's the best way I can explain it. Yep. Baby steps. Baby steps. Incredibly important. If there's two words to come out of this podcast that are important, baby steps. Baby steps. It's true. Not instant gratification. That's what people want mostly. And it is not going to happen. And if you're going for that, you're in the wrong business. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Cause I'm, I'm very like, I think grand, very big, let's go, you know, I want it yesterday. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm learning to sort of be still, you know, and keep the vision, but, but be realistic. Yeah. I think it's good you to have each other to talk it over with too. Cause I do that a lot with Sarah. Cause I'll have these ideas where I'm like, I can make anything like, maybe I'll just do this thing. And then, <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk it over with her. And sometimes she'll be like, mm, does that really oh. fit with what you do? And sometimes she'll be like, just do it. You're ready. Like it fits with what you're doing. It makes sense. So she's always the person I go to, to talk about all those things. Cause my husband, if I tell him, he's like, what do you want to do now? <laughs> no. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Cause I think that a lot of um, business owners have, that's why you get into business is because you have all these great ideas and you want to do them and it's exciting and you just want to make everything for everybody. But then when you get into it, logistically, you can't really do that. <laughs> I know. And, and, I think, and, I, and I think you also come to a place where, you know, you want to be not everything to everybody, but you know, the, it becomes very personal, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, Anytime you get, and whether it's a, I mean, just anything, everything become when you do this, the way that we're doing it and how we're doing it, everything is personal. And somebody will say, well, but it's business. It can't be personal. Bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. It is. It abs- and it, it should be personal. personal. And if you're doing it right, it is personal. It is personal. And, you know, we really like our employees and we had to really cut the employees down back. You know, it was really hard for us because we love everybody that we work with, you know, and that was, that's hard. You know, we want, we want, want to build a very big team and we, you know, we want them to be invested in the company and, you know, we've got a mission, you know, and so it's not just, oh, let's make some great cookies. You know what I mean? It's really, it, 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 we, we see a future for this brand and spilling over in other areas. And it's for the joy and love of little bite-sized pleasures that you don't have to feel like shit about after you eat them. And that's really it. You got to have some self-control. You got to shove all them in at one time. But you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, that's what we want. That's what we want. Yeah, I was thinking about, it could be just like saltwater taffy. You could have the different flavors and barrels at the beach, and then people could walk around and pick out the flavors and put them in a bag. Sarah, you need to walk into a Made in Oregon store next week. Okay, are you going to do it there? Uh-huh. 
done. Oh, I love oh, it. Oh, that's great. <laughs> hey, did I connect you to them? Yeah, you did. <laughs> Yay. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Zach. They just came and picked it up. Sweet. Today. That's wonderful. It'll be in stores this week. Congratulations. And exactly yeah. like what you just said. Yep. They're going to be in the, their little barrels. It's going to be three That's flavors. Yep. The bag, the thing, and put them in. And then, yeah. Isn't that great? Sweet. I love that. Sarah Masoni, you are the best, man. You are always. <laughs> <laughs> she she knows mean, who know, to I connect. Her, yeah. She knows who to connect. I know. I, mm-hmm. Sheesh. No. Mm-hmm. Very grateful. I try. Yes. Well, all the people I work with are like my little babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember when Carney and Tiffany came to the Food Innovation Center. It was right when we had bought our new house, and I was hearing things in the house. And I remember I told Carney the story about how I heard music coming out of the, the floor vents, and she probably oh. thought I was crazy. No, are you, are you kidding? I just did a reading with the Long Island Medium. I love yes, that. She shit. did. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. You were oh. just looking at me like, who is this? Oh, no. <laughs> Are you kidding? I'll talk about spirits all day long. I love it. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's yeah. a whole other podcast. Let Trust me tell you. Me. Oh, holy. Let me tell you something. You know you know, let me tell you something. This is the real truth. Ah. The minute I knew I wanted to get into making desserts, I was mixing key lime cheesecake batter in my, in my first house. Yeah. It was right before my daughter was born. And I'm sitting there with a big belly and I'm mixing the key lime batter. And I, I swear, I heard my grandmother over my shoulder saying, your fortune's in your food, your fortune's in your food. And I'm like, what, who's talking to me? And and I'm like, wait a minute. That's grandma May. Like my grandma May, what? My grandma who was this fabulous little Jewish cook and baker. And and like, I was, and I'm going, what does that mean? My fortune's in my food. Maybe it's, it's not money. It's, it means. I know what it means. It means my good fortune, my good fortune, like my, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, like my happiness, my good fortune, your joy, my joy. So that's why I, you know, I love that stuff. I really believe that we, we can hear when you, it's like instincts, you know, listen to your instincts too. Yeah. Use your intuition. Mm -hmm. Intuition. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I think that, you know, I am, I get to be the recipient and, and get to watch something that I truly treasure, which is, you know, I've watched my best friend for a very long time, make a lot of people very, very happy, you know, mm-hmm. and singing these beautiful songs that, and <laughs> you guys are about ready to hear another one that is staggering, staggering what she just recorded. Well, I can't even, I can't even get into it with you, but you know, I've been watching this and then she does these little things. And I think, you know, what a, what a, what a beautiful place I get to sit in with her. You know, I get, I get to be, I get to, I don't know. I I, I get to be a conduit and help, you know, get people to taste her joy for sure. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a pretty remarkable spot to be in. That's cool. Thank you, my love. Um, I'm laughing because it just made me think of like some with music. I get so emotional, but this is really funny. And it's a funny, fun way to kind of wrap up an interview. One time I was on Sunset Boulevard at a very famous restaurant called Nikki Blair's. And we were all, I think we were really stoned, to be honest with you. This was years ago when I was really like Miss Bong, you know, Bong <laughs> hit, just getting so stoned all the time. And we, we had the munchies and we're like, let's go to Nikki Blair's and... They have great, you know, desserts. I sat down at the table. There was about 10 of us and they served this lemon cream pie. And I started crying 
when I ate the lemon cream pie and the <laughs> waiter was like, ma'am, are you okay? And I said, it's, it's really, really delicious. I was, I was, I was so it was, it's like, who cries over a pie? I genuinely, I genuinely cried. So it made me think of like, you know, I get emotional. Carney is clean and sober. <laughs> right. Thank God I'm, I'm clean and sober. Oh my God. But it's just funny because, you know, music can move me to tears, but so can dessert. Let me tell you. Yeah, food can definitely make me cry. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, ladies, this is my least favorite part, and it's where I have to tell you that we have to end it. <laughs> I know. I feel like I could talk to you all forever, and it's been so wonderful to have you on the show and hear yes. about an business and your friendship, and it's a beautiful thing, both of them. Very so nice. one more time, can you tell people where they can go, they can subscribe, they can buy your cookies? Where do they go? They can go to lovebitesbycarney.com and uh, there'll be a few more places that I can't really talk about at the moment, but soon enough I will be able to. Um, and yes, and Made in Oregon will have three of our flavors starting, I think, probably this week. It'll That's be so exciting. Yeah. yeah we love so that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't want to end it without saying that that tip is the is like a, a rib. She's like one of my ribs, you know? And she, she sat there and she's like, I've seen my bestie done, you know, do some great things. Well, I've seen her uh, have some real successful business ventures, but really more um, a, a person with so much, excuse my French, so much fucking integrity oh. and who always wants to do the right thing and see the greater good in people. And I admire that quality in her more than anything. So mm. I had to say that. Thank you. That's Beth. nice. Beautiful. It's a beautiful way to end it. Thank you, ladies, so much for coming on the show. Yes, thank you. Our thank pleasure. Thank you for having us. Thank you. We record Missoni and Marshall live every week. Find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Thanks you to our audio engineer, Lon, and our production assistant, Chelsea. If you want to be a guest on the show, you can send us a message on Instagram at Missoni and Marshall, and we will be back next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye for now. Market of Choice is a proud sponsor of Meaningful Marketplace. As a family-owned organ grocer for 42 years, Market of Choice strives to inspire, mentor, and assist a diverse group of local producers and foster equity in our communities. With 11 stores in Oregon, Market of Choice supports these craft makers, as well as farmers, fisherfolk, and ranchers, by bringing more than 7,000 local products to market. Together, we form a sustainable, community-based food system that serves our great state. To learn more, go to marketofchoice.com. You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen, learn, launch. 10% of our gross revenue goes directly to women entrepreneurs in developing countries around the world through Kiva's microfinance program.